0: Hello and welcome into the week twelve recap podcast. I'm here, Sam with my co host Phil Spurley. Phil, how are we doing tonight?
1: We're doing good. A little wind up. Just got back from a wine tasting. How uh Some how new, was co uh, coworkers?
0: Was it uh it was... with your team or just uh, just a bunch of people who work with
1: at so a... it's kinda of weird how it works. So like I'm probably I think I'm the youngest. Um we have like a team of like ten and Chicago but there's like 50 nationally but like it was probably eight of us there okay it wasn't even a wine tasting it was like it was for charity for one of the managers like she's a part of this charity and two of like the the eight people that were there were pregnant so it was like like (laughs) me like the managing like director and a couple of the people just drinking wine so I mean it was fun but it was like one of it was like the first happy hour I've been to with them so I was like I can't miss this one right
0: that's nice was it a cool venue
1: it was just like a store. It was it was very underwhelming. I was like, uh, <laughs> it was like not what I really thought it would be. But you know, had a couple like small glasses of wine. We went and got drinks before, so it was fun.
0: Gotcha. Well, it's yeah. cool.
1: It was how how's how your week then? Uh,
0: not too bad. Um, I haven't actually. I just got done uh, playing basketball today. Um, actually, you will find this interesting, but I played with uh, Mark Moore and Paul Schneider tonight. So that was that was interesting. Wait,
1: like Mitchell's dead?
0: Yeah, Mitch Moore and Carl's
1: dead. No way. Where did you play with them at?
0: Um at a church up in Carmel, uh, Clay and Lane play with them sometimes and they text me today and I they were there. I was kinda not expecting it, but it was it was fun. It was a good time. Are they are they good? I mean, for being like fifty five sixty, yeah. Like what do they do? Just shoot? Um no, nah, they pretty much just play under the post a lot. Um and kind of set screens and pass, not a lot of shooting out of them, but it was it was a weird mix of like kind of older guys, like people are. Dude, like, if
1: that's all you have to do at fifty five, my game is gonna translate perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> that is right up my alley. Yeah, it's
0: it's not bad. You're halfway there.
1: As long as I just don't pull like a a, a howler over here, I think I should be good.
0: Haller. <laughs> yeah,
1: he uh the double the double <laughs> ACO Double ACL tear is not good for you. Nah, it's,
0: that's tough to bounce back from. Uh, D-Rose <laughs> is doing a little better than Haller.
1: <laughs> yeah, D- Derek Rose made the comeback. Howard just couldn't come through.
0: Not quite yet. Maybe you can give him a couple more years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, you know, you don't stop growing until you're 28, I don't think. So Howard still has a chance to get some height on him, too.
0: Well, if you just go to sleep and think about being taller, then you'll still grow. <laughs> so Really, we could all still be growing forever.
1: I will never, ever, ever forget that night for the rest of my life. And hearing Jack Hall, like the science major, trying to explain logically to like a high and drunk Sander (laughs) that you can't do that was unbelievable.
0: I'm upset I wasn't there for the conversation. We were all so
1: (laughs) fucked up and Sander's like so convinced he's like screaming at us. That was one of the funniest nights of of college, hands down. But... So, getting into the NFL week, a lot of action in the NFL games, I thought. Um, it was a pretty good Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time it was a bad Sunday.
1: Yeah, That's that's, that's a good point. But, like, I'm talking about, like, from an NFL perspective, the games, whenever the, the Chiefs-Rams week was, that was, like, the juiciest week of games. That was some really good matchups.
0: Yeah. You, you must have not watched the uh... – colts jaguars game this week then because that was that
1: was miserable
0: oh my one of the worst worst games both ways i think i've ever watched
1: i think that show that when a good team has a good plan against a good quarterback with no weapons like it wasn't that difficult none of those guys could get open no but then andy also didn't play a very good game
0: no it was a really weird game but
1: yeah i uh that was pretty miserable but um, I thought that there were some, you know, good wins. And a lot of teams um, – we'll get to this in just a second. But um, it's tough to root for a team within my own division, the NFC East. But I was kind of hoping the Redskins were going to come out and top this game.
0: Well, yeah, because the Eagles are a much bigger threat than uh, the Redskins are to the Cowboys.
1: Yeah. I, I was thinking, like – I was hoping that Colt McCoy could pull off like maybe one lucky win, and if he could have against the Eagles, that would have
0: been huge.
1: Because uh, I think they're six and six now, and then the Cowboys are seven and five, and we play the Eagles in Dallas. So that's pretty lucky. And if we beat, they also play the Rams.
0: That's this week, right?
1: Yeah, we play the Eagles this week.
0: Yeah,
1: but they also play the Rams. So if they lose, this is pretty much the like uh, the play-in game because um, unless they pull what the Cowboys pulled on Thursday Night Football. Um, and beat the Rams, which I don't think the Eagles are capable of. No. Uh, they're pretty much out of the playoffs after this week. It,
0: they, it, unless they, win, the Cowboys unless they win. win. Right.
1: Unless they win. So this is this is <laughs> kind of like like the playing game, honestly, for the NFC East. Because the Cowboys could make it in at 9 7, which is pathetic.
0: I feel like that's like a, an NFC East staple, except for like the last two years. I feel like no, last... I think
1: the last team in the NFC to do that was in the South. Before the South went on this run of like three straight teams going to the play or the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, really? You might be right. I just feel like there was a stretch where the NFC East always had like a shitty team win the division and get in. No one
1: has won the NFC East back to back since Donovan being dabbed did it. Yeah, like,
0: yeah, that's crazy.
1: That's absurd. crazy. Like, the Dude, It's because of this shit every true. year. It's just like the Cowboys went thirteen and three, and you're like, no team is going to touch them in the NFC East for a couple of years, and then the next year the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then this year they're probably not going to win it again. Like it's crazy.
0: It's strange how that division just has so much parity every year.
1: And the only, <laughs> the only common factor in the whole thing, and this leads up to my pickup of the week, is the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Mark they pick up Mark Sanchez, and in the same week, the Mark Gochize gets in the game and gets to play. I was so ecstatic when he went in the game. I'm like watching by myself at the house because I think Knopf was at work and Kerry's gone. First play so I'm like, uh, first play. <laughs> I literally wasn't surprised. I was like, this is so classic Sanchez. He has never won under his own talents his entire career. On the Jets, they had like the number one defense in a great ground game.
0: Yeah, they had LT and uh,
1: I was just going to ask, did he play with LT? I
0: think so. he would have had to, wouldn't he? I don't I guess I don't remember for sure, but there's uh he had to.
1: Okay, wait. So I was listening to sort of sort of off topic, but like I was listening to the, the Dan Patrick show this week and LT was on and they were talking, did LT get picked up by the Vikings for like a week? Um uh, not that I'm aware of. He I was like I was like doing some other shit at work, so I was like listening in and out, but I and I never went back. I probably should have at
0: this point. There, I'm Googling it right now.
1: It was something he was like can we have your Vikings jersey? Because he was like, can we get a game-worn jersey? He's like, well, I keep all of them. And he's like, well, give me one that you don't care about. He's like, give me the Vikings one. I was like, Vikings?
0: Um, It looks like he was about to go to the Vikings before he went to the Jets, maybe.
1: Oh, that probably was it, then. Oh, they probably gave him a jersey at, like, the press conference then. But anyways, but yeah. Sanchez, so he comes in, 90-yard run, and on top of that, AP doesn't even break 100 yards of the game.
0: I saw that. That's incredible. He had less than 10 yards on the,
1: for the he rest has, of the game. He had eight game. yards the rest of the game.
0: I don't know. How is that? I don't even know how that's possible.
1: And Kurtz, Kurtz, that was in the second quarter when he pulled off the 90-yard run.
0: Right, yeah, like mid-second quarter. There was, so that means he had done nothing up until then and then did nothing after that.
1: He well, left. I think One I point. think what the Eagles literally did is like they had like seven or eight in the box when AP pulled it off, and then they literally just put everyone. I mean, Sanchez was because they could tell the next time Sanchez went on the field, he looked to the sidelines. You could tell he had no idea what to call.
0: Yeah, no, I mean they were not they were
1: not worried about him in any any way. You know what they they the um. They said that the guess who the backup plan was? He's on offense. You know who he is.
0: The backup plan for the Redskins?
1: Yeah. If quarterback. Joseph, yeah. yeah. Uh, he played quarterback in high school.
0: Who's on that team now?
1: Uh, it's it's, it's going to be a tight end receiver running back.
0: Right. Was it – would have been Doxon?
1: Jordan Reed. Really? They, they legit told him – they didn't tell him to warm up, but they're like – If he goes down, you're going to go in and hand the ball off or do something.
0: Huh, interesting. I I did not know that.
1: Oh, my God. Imagine watching him play quarterback.
0: Dude, that would have been probably huge for whoever played him in fantasy to get quarterback points instead of tight end points.
1: Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that.
0: (laughs) I remember because this almost happened to the Browns with Terrell Pryor. They lost like three straight – or they they went down three quarterbacks in a row or something, and Terrell Pryor was about to play quarterback for him.
1: Yeah, he's a little different though because he can actually fucking play.
0: Have you ever seen Jordan Reed throw football? You have no idea.
1: It's a good point. Too <laughs> he, he could be good <laughs> for all we know. Um, but so yeah, I mean, I, that's my pickup of the week. Yeah, uh, Sanchez, there was
0: The the, the biggest pickup of the week probably actually happened last week with Knopf
1: picking up Spencer Ware
0: um before Kareem Hunt got suspended. So but that was last week, so this week it goes to the Sanchez.
1: Yeah. So eat shit off. Although that was a great call by Knopf. I, t- I asked him, I looked at him, I was like
0: Did he know that was coming?
1: I mean if he if he knew it then How I mean how the fuck would Knopf know it over like Schefter? I don't know. Rishi Knopf would know more Knoff. So
0: we don't know about
1: I don't know. I've just said he's like, but also this is like the kind of year, the time of year that people sort of pick up all like the backup backs because like,
0: right, just in case
1: it's it's because like you're not going to use the guy at the end of your bench anyways in the playoffs if you're in there, right? And then like you might as well throw a couple dart throws and, and just off hit.
0: Something happens, yeah. Sometimes Although they works, did so. just sign uh, Char Kendrick West back again today,
1: so that
0: that may or may not turn into a just a big committee blob back there.
1: Yeah, but, like, I feel like with Tyreek Hill, because he can do some, like, motion and jet oh, sweeps. Like, it's Andy Reid, so, like, those guys are so unpredictable. It, it's not even a traditional offense, so it's, like, right?
0: you're yeah. still guessing.
1: You're no, still there, guessing.
0: There's Yeah, I mean, there's still a threat of, like, him to go off for three touchdowns in one game just because right yeah. of the offense that he's in. Um, but, anyway, let's move on. Uh, we did have one trade this week. Um, Rishi sends Muhammad Sanu to Sander for Allen Robinson. And I don't know what your thoughts were on this, but um, I, I appreciate well, Sander coming in, trying to make a trade, but this just makes absolutely no sense to
1: me. Okay. Okay. And I, I thought about that. I was like, well, uh, cause the titty kisser was out. So I was like, maybe he's like Allen Robinson isn't going to be a factor. Um, with Chase Daniel, but, like, still the number one receiver versus the number two Arguably, on an offense that's, Like, it's not like the Falcons have been doing well the past couple of weeks.
0: Right. I guess maybe or, who, who He didn't even play Sanu, did he?
1: He did not play Sanu, so that makes me kind of want to bring up the C-word. The C-word? Collusion. <laughs> I'm not really sure how it's that beneficial for the Peach, but, like... What was going on here that I'm not seeing?
0: I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. And yeah, and the Falcons played Baltimore. Like that wasn't uh, even helpful for this week.
1: Yeah, that's a tough game. I, like the thing is, because Eleanor Robinson is playable.
0: Yeah, I mean he has some and bad weeks, but he does have some good weeks. And I think he, he had a good week this week, didn't he? Yeah, he's it's inconsistent, delicious. but
1: I'm. I think he did have a good week this week.
0: I know Rishi didn't play him, but I think he had a pretty solid week.
1: You know what's the weird thing is, it doesn't look like Rishi even would play him this week. I guess unless Diggs goes down again, but... I don't really know what the trade was, but...
0: Seems like a I'm pretty not... B-league
1: trade out of the gate for Sander. That's probably what I'll shock it up to. Yeah, that is a B-league move. <laughs> he makes a trade for a guy when he's like literally fighting for Sacco that he's not even going to play. <laughs> Yeah. Wait. What? <laughs> okay. I guess it's not collusion because, like, I don't really give a shit. But I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know why they did it.
0: Yeah. That I actually texted Rishi when this happened. I was like, "What? What was the point of that?" And he's like, "I don't know. Sandra really wanted Mohammed Sanu, so I did it. I figured I'd have a better chance of playing uh, Robinson at some point than Sanu." So I was like, "Yeah. I mean, that makes sense." But
1: all right. All uh, right, well, maybe we got another bird on our hands and we'll have to reassess the next year this time. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sanders, Sanders, he just got a little warmer.
0: <laughs> Not off to a hot
1: start. No.
0: All right, let's uh let's jump into the weekly recap. Speaking of Rishi, um, he did play me, so we'll start with that one. Jordy picked me. Rishi took home the victory, got himself into the playoffs. Um, you know, I just my team has been stumbling towards the finish line, um, and Rishi's team didn't even play all that well, but it it did enough. He beat the man across across the table from him and got himself into the playoffs.
1: Okay, I'll say this right now: hand up, I did not think that Runk would take the two seed. I didn't Runk really back him into it.
0: <clears throat> you know, things happen in fancy. Um, just got rolled the punches, and I got to do better next week. Uh, maybe not have an my second consecutive tight end bird of the week uh, played in Joku over Austin Hooper this week <laughs> after last week and just uh, did the old reverse.
1: <coughs> At least I think last week, and I don't have it pulled up, but wasn't last week, like kind of like the uh, deciding factor.
0: Um, la- Last week I was going to play in Joku, but he was.
1: Um... Like, would you have won? Cause you wouldn't have won if you played Hooper. No, I would not have won.
0: Yeah, last week if I would have played in Joko, I would have won. You this would week, have won
1: if you played Golden Tate, but like...
0: I was you, never going to play. You could it.
1: argue for Golden Tate over Gus Edwards, but probably not.
0: Not the way Tate's been playing since he's been in Philly. This was the first and, uh, game more than six and a half.
1: Yeah, no. this was a huge blow-up game. And even then, even like going forward, like he's not even still consistent because like you never know if they're going to throw to him. Yeah. Um, but you definitely could have won the game, but um, huge win for Rishi.
0: Yeah, got him in the playoffs.
1: Um, I'll give Rishi because we, we were talking we were, he was you know, was Rishi it. Sacco a little bit ago and then like he kind of made some moves the Philip Lindsay trade that's yeah. got to be one of his all-time better trades.
0: Yeah huge, huge trade Um, helped that they played, I mean he has a good since he, this week that was easy they play San Francisco um, this upcoming week, so that's I mean he's got he's got San Francisco, Cleveland, and Oakland in the playoff weeks. That's uh, you like to see that. And then Rishi also just ru- just rub it in my face. Picks up Chris Godwin after I drop him, and Godwin plays him against me. And Godwin just fucking scores a touchdown, has a great game. Just to, just to rub it in a little bit more. So Rishi uh, Rishi Is really- it-
1: this week. Is Adam Humphreys? Oh, is it? No. Yeah, he's on the Buccaneers, too. Humphreys? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, they have so many receivers that can produce on
0: that team. I know. It's And, they, yeah, they have a four that have had, like, that have been playable at parts of the year. For, any, for every, them. like,
1: for every exec out there, or every, like, ESPN talking head yeah, that is, like, you just need cool. offense, offense, offense. The Buccaneers have so much offense. They're still, like, a very below average team.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible how
1: bad their defense is. With like,
0: the... they also turn it over a fuck ton too, though.
1: The, I mean, yeah, turnovers are key, but like, you still have to have like a smart but like also very good football team all around. Yeah, like exactly. they act like all like offense is like king, or it is king, but like they act like it's one hundred percent of the game. Right, their defense is pretty pretty atrocious.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not good at all.
1: But getting back onto the matchup, so. Yeah, you know, kudos to Rishi. I think yeah. Big win for him. Um, this isn't, like, one of those, like, deserving wins, because you only scored 106, but, you know, it wins a win, and it puts him in the playoffs, 6-7. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot
0: complain about it at that point. No. Uh, let's move on to the next one. We had your matchup. Alvin, the Chipmunks against the Pain was a gift, Todd. Jordy picked you. Carry won. Um, it really didn't have a lot of implications you were already the one seed. Carrie was already in that four five game, regardless of the outcome pretty much. But um yeah, Carey gets the win.
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh I actually let Carrie set my lineup. I asked him who he wanted me to play. Between AJ Green and Dougie B uh or DJ Moore, but it didn't really matter. I was still gonna lose anyways. Um it's kinda nice to have AJ Green out of the picture to be honest. Because playing guys that are, like, half injured that are playing is always so risky.
0: Yeah, he does – yeah. It does take away a guy who could just take the top off for you, though.
1: No, I, I mean, like, if AJ Green was there, yeah, I guess, like, to, like, you know, distract the, the rest of the de- defense. No, I mean, like, like
0: to have, like – I. there's a much higher chance of him having a blow-up game than, like, Edelman or Baldwin
1: or DJ Moore. Oh, Absolutely, but, like, if he's, like, turf toe, you know? Yeah. Like I'm glad that I don't have to play a guy that's playing injured.
0: I don't even know why the Bengals uh, brought him back this year. Like, what was the point of that? They were pretty much out of the – So, so I, Dalton
1: and I don't want to be the authority, obviously, on Bengals with Runk in the league, but I, I I read this article and basically, like, A.J. Green got hurt last year the year before. Yeah, And too, they dude. just basically benched him because, like, they were out of playoff contention. And he – I think Runk actually sent me this. And, like, basically, he was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not doing that again. Like, I'm playing. Because he makes a lot of money, and he's like, if I can play, I'm going to play. Does he have
0: incentives built into his contract, too?
1: That's a good question, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But he was like, I want to come back. And um, he was like, if I'm able to play, I'll play. And he got hurt, like, the first quarter. Yeah. But I think moving ahead, um, I'll be able to plug in Doug Baldwin. Fournette will be back. I got so lucky that Fournette was out in a week that it didn't matter for me.
0: Yeah, and
1: cause... like the rest of the Jaguars suck because I've had a Yeldon all year. Um, I think I kind of fucked up dropping Hel- Yeldon instead of Hod. but they were both bad. So <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I, I figured like if Fournette goes down, I'm kind of fucked anyways. But um, on Kerry's side, um, one of his workhorses showed up, Keenan Allen. Yeah. In his peak uh, week.
0: It, uh, I told you, I had a good feeling about Keenan Allen post his bye week. Since his bye week, he hasn't had less than 14.7. He's had a touchdown no. in four out of five games.
1: I was reading something on, uh, and look at it, if Kerry can win next week against Cincinnati, then he has at Kansas City the following week, and that yep. could be a juicy matchup for Keenan Allen. Yep. But, I was like reading this thing online today, and, uh, Keenan Allen's basically all of his catches were against like that linebacker from Pittsburgh. They kept going like five wide, and then they just put Keenan Allen on the linebacker, and he torched him every single time.
0: Well, yeah. If it's working, why stop going to it? How, how, I just how, don't see how Steelers Pittsburgh doesn't catch that. Up, how the Steelers not change up their coverage after it happened like five times?
1: They just kept putting him in the slot, and they kept shift, like shifting and just kept getting on the guy. I don't know, just probably not a very good defensive game plan by the Steelers, obviously. Yeah. But, um, yeah, good week by Kerry. We're both in the playoffs, so um, kind of just survived a of the fittest at this point.
0: Yep. All right. right, let's we can move uh, on. Let's move on to the next one. Um, Gronk, if you're horny, Knopf against What Can Brown Do For You, Slater. Um, Jordy picked Knopf. Slater won this matchup. Um, Slater needed the win to have a chance at the playoffs, but it didn't matter because he lost the uh, points for battle in that tie with uh, Rishi. And Knopf was already locked into that 4-5 seed matchup. So this was a pretty inconsequential game for him as
1: well. Yeah, I mean, we can try to go this one, quicker, But good pickup by Knopf, so pickup of the week. Spencer Ware, sort of, give or take.
0: Yeah. Um, mean, he's got the opportunity. Got a touchdown.
1: Yeah, and hopefully uh, Tyreek Hill has a blowout game after this. Um, he had a five and a half. That's kind of like the downside of Tyreek is um, he obviously has some massive, massive games, but sometimes he hits a dud, and one for 13 against Oakland is not very good.
0: Yeah, really strange that it came against Oakland in a game where it
1: didn't end up being a blowout either. Well, so, okay, so I was thinking about this, and tell me if you think this might be true. So against, like, a team like Oakland, and it was closer than, than they thought. Yeah, but like, Andy Reid probably got so many plays in his little playbook. Like, why would you give out your best Tyreek Hill plays against a team like Oakland?
0: That's a good point, especially – That's
1: completely made up on me, so I don't really have, like, a point to that.
0: No, I think you do – there's some merit behind that, especially looking – I mean, obviously they have the playoffs coming up, but they also have Baltimore and the Chargers in their next two games, so.
1: I will say, Tyreek Hill's three biggest games of the year, Chargers, Patriots – Rams big games, all 30 point games. Arizona was 29, but that was because uh, Arizona,
0: thanks. he bowled out. But,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, those was crazy. But, like, I mean, I, you know what I'm saying, though? I don't know. That could just be me.
0: No, but, you have
1: there, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Slater's team, it kind of placed where I thought it would place, like. Not Sacco, but not, like, making yeah. the playoffs.
0: Yeah. It's kind of somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I mean, Knopf's kind of – he's kind of uh, dragging himself into the playoffs. Greg Olson's out. Melvin Gordon might be out this week. So, I'm, I think yeah. Rishi has a good chance to take up, take on Knopf and beat him. But So, we'll see.
0: Uh, I play Rishi.
1: Sorry, did I say Rishi? I meant,
0: Yeah. Okay. Um we'll get into the playoff stuff later, but let's move on. Um our next matchup was the Moan Stars, Sander, in his first uh first week in the A League against uh Inglorious Staffords, Eric. Um Jordy pick Sander. Eric won. And uh Eric really put a thumping on him. got a, gave him a nice warm welcome into the A League. Um, but obviously this was a meaningless game. Both are out of the playoffs. Um and this would put the Moonstar slash Burt as Sacco. So um, I'll probably put this in the group meet tomorrow. But do we have no Sacco or does Jordy do the Sacco punishment?
1: Thoughts? Oh, you want my thought right now? You want my, my real thoughts?
0: I want your real thoughts right now.
1: Um... Let's let's bring this up on, on the interview with Carrie and off. Okay. Sounds good. Because this is a little too juicy for two people to handle the, the the beginning of the talks.
0: Okay. That's fair. We'll uh we'll bring that up in part two.
1: Okay. All right. We'll bring that up in part two. But getting back to the game, um uh, it's kinda it's it kinda sucks to talk about. It. We don't even have to talk about it. Yeah.
0: Eric did It's like we all
1: wanted everyone was rooting for Xander. Yeah. No, no, we no, we weren't rooting we were rooting for Bertett's old team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna and, it. I even give him that, that <laughs> like credit yet. He recycled the B-league name and then he used it as the Moan Stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to clean that up.
1: He roasted me with that picture, but it took away Yeah. Attention. Oh, no. Oh yeah. my god. We're like in the car, I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I didn't even know that picture existed. That was a fantastic find. Yeah, he uh he
0: got the upper hand in with you on that one for sure.
1: Yeah, but I mean back to the real thing that matters, which is fantasy football. <laughs> and that is the fact that he recycled the B League team name <laughs> instantly. Didn't even think I would have just left Bird's team name and been like, oh, it's just my team from right now.
0: I feel like Hopefully
1: that changes by the next year. The only person I think in our league that is legally allowed to have the same name year to year is Ronck.
0: Um, What about the late bloomers?
1: Well, he changed it this year. I know. Once you change it, you can't go back to like that.
0: That's true. That's a fair point.
1: I don't know. Cary's team usually sucks whenever he puts that name on anyway, so he can keep doing it.
0: <laughs> he has been but... much better without that name. Yeah, he's been so much better without the
1: name. <laughs> uh, so, Jordy Pick, Sander, Richard won. Yeah. Both suck. No Sacco. Oh. Okay. Moving on. Potentially.
0: Uh, moving on. We had. Uh, Royce to 5'9's Haller against uh, Exxon Valdez, Jordy who I think kept his name even though he dropped Marquez Valdez Scantling, so interesting move there um, Jordy picked Haller to cover Haller did cover, uh, both were out of the playoffs, but Haller with a nice end of the season run um, tied, tied with Rishi for that last playoff spot, just didn't have the points for due to his terrible start, but
1: Awful start.
0: Well, I mean, that I'm very impressed by Haller.
1: Well, it, it was well, one. Although I, because like in a league that we don't talk about, I like I had Chubb, and I held on to him all year because I was like, this dude's got to start playing sooner or later, and when he does, he's gonna kill it. And so, like, I, I, you have to give Haller credit for that. Uh, and I think that Chubb Chubb has really been like the key factor along with Jared Cook and Mark Ingram uh, that kind of added on to his team
0: definitely but I think there is there are probably a lot of people um, in a lot of leagues that after week six would have dropped Nick Chubb after I mean through week six he hadn't had a game with more than three carries
1: no I mean I I 100% agree with you but the thing that the thing that like really sold me though and I I bet this would be a key game for Haller is that week 4 when he balled out I was like how is this guy not playing more? And then I cuz I also heard some things, like early on in the season that like they were planning on just running Carlos Hada as long as they could and then like whenever he inevitably got hurt they would just put Chubb in and then like he'd be ready to go. Yeah. I don't know. Hugh Jackson had a really bad way of going about things, but like once he yeah. finally got the boot, Chubb has been crushing it since.
0: Yeah, he's been awesome. He's uh he's going to be a fantastic keeper for next
1: year. Hon- honestly, that that'll be like a second round pick next year.
0: Yeah, probably second, third at worst, just depending. Yeah, I
1: would I wouldn't go first, but I would say second or third. Yeah. Um, But then also the Mark Ingram Jared Cook trade. Um Cook had a big week, but. Ingram has kind of been boom or bust.
0: Yeah, he has.
1: Um, I think Haller got him after the first week. So he's at 5, 11, 2, 24, 22, 8, and 4. Like, it's very boom or bust. Had some big weeks for Haller, but...
0: It's really been all over. Like, one of his big weeks was against Philly, who's got a really good rush defense. It's just kind of been all over the place. And then he was terrible against Atlanta. But...
1: It's kind of been the tough thing with Kamara is because like they have um, some; they just exploit matchups now because they have so many weapons.
0: Yeah, there's just so many
1: people to give it to. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, yeah. it's affecting Michael Thomas now too.
1: He's last year. Yeah, years. it's it's tough with the Saints. They have a lot of people, and with Traquan Smith coming out, like who the fuck is this guy? So you have enough people to throw it to. Just give it to the <laughs> good guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, good win for Haller and great finish on the season for him. Yep. This, this next one is probably the biggest match of the week.
0: Yeah, this probably was um, Dimma Gordon's Bruns against Darth Vader's Runk. Um, Jordy predicted Bruns to win, um, Runk win. Runk took home the two-seed with the victory and knocked Bruns out of the playoffs. Um,
1: RIP Bruns.
0: Yeah, tough. Bruns just got killed by that start to the year um, where he started out 0-3, and he was just never able to get all the way back. He got close, just not quite there.
1: He's um, had a lot of put points put up on him.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he has. He has one fifty one put up on him when he needs like the biggest game of the year. I mean,
0: yeah, and Runk's team is just on a roll right now. Um,
1: I mean, like we said, like I was saying earlier in the podcast, did not give him enough credit earlier in the year.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, and he pretty much has the team that he drafted, um, save for the Tyler Boyd trade. Most of these guys he drafted or has been carrying for most of the year,
1: so classic Gronk. Classic Gronk. Gronk always has like a sneaky good team.
0: <laughs> is, uh, yeah, outside of year one, yes he has. <laughs> is he? Uh, is he going to fall through with retrying the, uh, whatever that challenge was called?
1: Or... I have my doubts. We'll see. To... I, I want to was... see Runk do it.
0: I was in attendance. Um, it doesn't look fun.
1: Well, yeah, no, no shit, it doesn't <laughs> look fun. And there, I can tell you, living with living with Carrie this past year has not been fun. Being Sacco, <laughs> like, cannot be that much worse.
0: Touche. All right, so that that uh, that wraps up uh, the weekly recap. Um, Jordy was two for four this week, or two and four. Apologies. Um, which puts his overall record regular season record at 32 and 34. So, uh,
1: 32 and 34 with an asterisk.
0: He, yeah. There were, there were two weeks where he did not submit picks. Um, so.
1: I mean, it's not the first time he's been unreliable and, uh, <laughs> doing something he said he would, but I digress. Uh, Let's get into, into the playoff preview.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right. Quick playoff preview. Um, you and Ron cap buys, so you guys are sitting pretty. Nothing to worry about this week. Um, uh, the two first-round matchups are me versus Rishi. Um, we split the season series. I won in week two. Rishi won last week. Um, I'll let you give your prediction on how you think our game's going to go.
1: Let me pull up the actual matchup with everything um, together. I mean, my first thoughts are, I've I I thought that your team was very good going into the season, and throughout the entire season, sorry, throughout the entire season, and uh, but the James Conner injury is really going to hurt you. Yep. Yeah. He hasn't. He also hasn't been playing like that well as of lately. But um, nonetheless, he's a great player. You have DeAndre Hopkins going up against Indy. Phillip Lindsay going against San Francisco, and Drew Brees going, up, going up against Tampa Bay. Uh, you've got a lot of really bad matchups from the Poosh man.
0: Um, I have a, a lot of good matchups too, though. I got um, On Johnson against the Cardinals, who are the 30th rush defense. Gus Edwards against Kansas City is the 31st rush defense. Odell against Washington, who's the 28th pass defense, and then Michael Thomas in that same Tampa Bay matchup. I think this uh, this matchup is going to come down to because he has Drew Brees, and I have Michael Thomas, and then I have Kirk Cousins, and he has Stephon Diggs. So I think depending on how like those games go and how much those quarterbacks use each wide receiver, that may wow that may decide this matchup.
1: A great point. Is uh is Josh Norman playing in the Washington Giants game?
0: He is. Um, but he played the first game this year and Odell had eight for
1: one thirty-six on him. Yeah, I, I think that Josh Norman has kind of had an underwhelming year for his standards. Yeah. Um, I know that yeah, he's I mean, you haven't heard much from him because he hasn't been playing that well. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think Rishi's team has really come on strong and he's finally healthy with Sony Michelle. Stefan Diggs, both supposed to be healthy. If Jimmy Graham can play and contribute, um, that helps Rishi. Oh I, it's not even an underdog pick because he's projected anymore, but I'd probably have to go with Rishi. I think yeah. I like his matchups and I like where Rishi's team is at. That Tyler Boyd Phil Lindsay trade was that was huge for Rishi. Yeah,
0: that was a that ended up being a great trade for
1: him. And not not honestly, like Tyler Boyd's not a bad player. Like, he's <laughs> still really good. Yeah, it, but I think, Phil it, Lindsay has a lot of more opportunities. I think.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, yeah, Rishi's team is definitely healthier coming in this game. Um, but yeah, I'm obviously going to
1: pick my not exactly the underdog, but I think I'm gonna have to pick the favorite and go with Rishi. Sorry, Kurtz.
0: That's fair. Um, I enjoy I enjoy the the fight, the battle. Um, I'll just uh, I'll just remember it's the, the playoffs, playoff, so anyone can get on. lucky. Yeah, I mean. As you've proven with your probably the worst starting lineup of any week ever, won a championship for
1: you. So okay, yeah, but (laughs) I want this to be known for the record that because I had the bye week that year, I had three guys go down on that bye week. So like the next week when I played, obviously I got I think I played like back to back teams with like sub sub eighty point weeks. Yeah, but
0: anything can happen. It's playoffs.
1: I had three guys go down in one week that I didn't play on a bye. So that contributed to it, but my team wasn't very good to start with. All
0: right, and then uh, I just wanted that on the record.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, the
0: record will show that. Um, right. All right, and then the next matchup we have Carrie first and off, Um and we will dive into this matchup in depth during the interview portion. So we will talk to you guys in a bit. To the interview portion, we are here with a special two-for-one interview. Uh, We've got Matthew Nolfe in Chicago. What's up? And we've got Jerry Esselman out in uh, Portland. Hey, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) How are we doing tonight? Doing well. Doing well. well.
1: Big Hoosier wins.
0: So, I didn't get to watch it. Um, Did you guys get to watch it at all?
1: I didn't watch the second half.
0: It looks like we
1: tried to blow it again. Well, we only won by two. I texted Kerry, and he's like, well, we're just not good.
2: Yeah, we're not very good right now. But a you- lot of season I- left.
1: Win's a win. <laughs> Win's
2: a win. Win's a win.
1: 2-0. Carrie, you got to quit downing us. You got to be positive about the team.
0: It's tough to be positive when your basketball team is so much worse than your football team.
2: <laughs> True. <laughs> Fo- football school, actually. Back-to-back. Final fours. Kerry, C-
1: how much fun would that have been if it was the Music City Bowl against Auburn?
2: Yeah, that was, uh, that was, a, that was a tough uh, opportunity we missed out on. Um, just so everybody knows, Purdue, the winner of the bucket game, is playing Auburn in Nashville this year. So what, what could have been?
0: <clears throat> oh, I No way. I thought they were, the winner of that was going to go to the pinstripe bowl.
2: Uh, no, yeah, uh, Purdue is in the uh, is it the uh, Music City Bowl? Damn. the Gaylord Hotel is Music City Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> is, is
1: the Gaylord like the big hotel in Nashville or something?
2: I think that's opry That's Opryland. Wait, the uh, Opryland is a hotel
1: too. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, cool.
0: let's uh, let's let's hop into this. Um, so, this is the first time either of you have been on, so uh, as we start each interview, let's uh, just talk about your seasons um, this year. So, Kerry, uh, why don't you kick it off?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll just address the, the elephant in the room. Got the monkey off my back this year. Now, everybody <laughs> everybody has made the playoffs except for uh, Sandermone. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, so, has, Bert,
1: has Bert ever made the playoffs?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bert slash Joey did. I don't. I don't know. It kind of gets oh, hairy. to Talk about uh, that.
0: Bert, Bert, the year out of college, the first year out of college, Bert made it when he was uh, still uh, before he went to rehab
2: but again. So, cut, cut the elusive uh, playoff berth this year. Um, but I uh, have yet to lose a playoff game. So, really looking, looking upward from here. Um, you know, started off the season. Uh, 0 and two. Changed my team name to Late Bloomers, and it really paid off. Rattled off, I think, seven wins after that, um, and uh, clin- clinched myself a berth. Um, but you know, I'm you know, I'm not here for the regular season like like some people. Um, so I'm uh, excited for the playoffs. Wait, you changed your name
0: to Late Bloomers or from Late Bloomers?
2: To Late Bloomers. Then got myself back on track.
0: And then when you change it back, is that when you're? no team.
2: i i built off that momentum and changed it to uh once I had a running back that went, went for 30 every week i decided to change it to uh, his name
1: <laughs> yeah Carrie do you think that the uh late bloomers name can be bad for your team
2: uh, I think I just went through that it really uh got <laughs> myself back on track sorry sorry i, I would like to up, know hey, uh... actually i would like to know my record actually while having late bloomers as my team name it's it's definitely above 500. Uh, Do you just start does 0-4, 0-4, 1-5 starts um, running before back. I change it. Aaron Jones, what more can you tell us about?
1: My apologies.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, me and Tom have to share
1: a phone and he couldn't figure out his computer. <laughs> Continue,
2: Kerry. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. Obviously, coming off a easy win, I was almost like that by, you know, week week uh, last week of regular season over Sacco. So that's really good. It's going to jumpstart me into the playoffs. That was
3: a pretty big win carry. It also secured you the force, uh, the force. Yep.
2: Yeah, so home field <laughs> in the first game, which is big. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see any reason um, to be worried. I, you know, this is like uh this is like that trap game early, you know, this is really the, this is the test um, to move forward next week. I don't see much of an issue, so um, that's more of a playoff looking. But, yeah, I guess looking back at the regular season, you guys have said it every week. When you have uh, Adam Thielen on your team and Todd Gurley, it's it's hard to to lose a ton of games. Um, Ran through, uh, I think I ended with nine total tight ends this year. Um, So that was a big, big piece of my team, really funneling those through. And uh, now only have one who actually isn't very good um so kind of crazy how that ended up happening after after two hit the ir and i did hit the early injury bug uh with marquise lee um so phil has now i mean sorry sacco has now changed his uh name in the group meet to two of my players this year um dude could you have that many let, let,
1: players on your
2: team so i guess it was phil's turn or am i still going
1: well, I did. If you just if you quit making awful roster moves, I want to keep changing my name.
2: So yeah, that's uh, you hit the injury bug early. That's three three players went on IR for me this year. But you know, as as some people say, you just you just find your way through the waiver wire and and uh, come out on top. So like I said, in the playoffs, monkeys off the back, and uh, really looking forward to uh, what's to come. <laughs>
0: Well said. Noff, let's go talk about your season.
3: <clears throat> yeah, I had a pretty ho-hum season, as, as Kerry said. Uh, you know, I think, you know, regular season for show, postseason for dough. So <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm kind of right, uh, right where I want you guys. You know, I, I like to sneak in and slide into the playoffs in that five or six seed. Um, and then I, I make my noise just like it's 20, uh, 2014. I make my noise in the playoffs. Um, and you know, my team's built around model citizens. Um, I'm like yours, Sam, uh, you look, you look at got character on my team, like Tyree kill, <laughs> <Weston>. Aaron Jones. <laughs> I mean, these guys are, these guys are class acts um, Upstanding citizens. and, you know, boomer busts, you know, on on the field, but also boomer buff, boomer bust off the field as well. Um, and so, you know, that, that's how I modeled my team and, um, and yeah, my team isn't the flashiest, but just like their owner, um, they're a blue collar, uh, <laughs> you know, nitty, little gritty, um, and it's not going to be pretty, but, but we get the job done.
0: <laughs> well said, well said. <laughs> okay. Before we talk about your guys matchup this week, um, cause I'm assuming that has a potential to get pretty heated. Um, do you guys have any suggestions that have not been brought up for improving this league moving forward
1: i put out i put out those uh six in the uh in like the poll this morning and i'm checking right now but
3: my my biggest thing every year it's it's small i think all kickers kick should be three points and no one really ever likes my messages so i think i'm the only one who thinks this but Okay, I was just, <laughs> can we just say that fifty yarders and more are worth at least? No, four? it doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. Your highest score last week was your kicker. Your kicker should never be your highest scoring well, player. That's because he fucking kicked so many times. That's my point. <coughs> Casey point. But if they're all three, it's still going to be a lot of points. But it's sometimes going to be half as many points if they're kicking three pointers instead of fives.
1: I don't know. I just feel like at least you should be a little bit more compensated for a kick that's.
2: Carry More or less, any like 60, ideas? Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I see both sides of that. Uh, maybe the answer is somewhere in the middle. We can, we can vote on it. I think uh, a couple of things, maybe less scoring related. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the auction move. That was a uh, moving to auction. The auction free agency was was a big plus. I think this year. I completely agree. Um, really emphasize a little bit of strategy going into it. And this is coming from someone who's found himself on the very high end of the waiver wire, many a weeks and years past. So I'll think that that would be good. I think that uh, a couple other things I would like to see. Um, I know we floated the idea around of um, just some more monetary figures throughout the weeks, whether it's, you know, the highest getting uh, the highest point total getting, you know, some type of $10, 20 payout, something like that on a weekly basis, um, we could, um, float the idea of second place or sacco paying more. Um, and I think that while everybody's in different cities, it might be hard to really implement a, a sacco punishment that, that fits um, accordingly. So maybe it's a monetary something going forward. Um, but that's something that those, – those would be a couple of the, the main things I, I would I would say moving can forward.
3: I, can I add one more uh, suggestion that I've heard from a different league? I, uh, Chris's league does the lowest weekly scorer – um, so Haller's team probably would have, he probably would have had to do it like seven or eight times. He would have to shotgun a beer, uh, Monday morning before work and videotape it. <laughs> I, I love that idea.
0: That's not a bad idea.
1: Well, yeah. Carrie could take a big hit right before he went to work in the morning.
2: That's a great idea. <laughs> I already do. I'm just
1: to I, I kind of like that idea though either like a monetary, like five or 10 bucks just for like each week. Carrie, um, what I was going to say a little bit earlier, but not to put you on the spot, but like for the SACO, what would you like think would be a good fit, like fee to pay the regular season winner or like the most points or something?
2: I don't know. I think in my head, if we continue to do trips going forward, um, then something revolving around something there. I don't know what exactly that means. Um, but just just the idea that everybody's everybody's there, so it kinda of benefits everybody that they have to like pay for. Oh. Uh, but I, I don't know any specifics off the top of my head. Oh, you
1: were saying like maybe buying a bottle or like some shit like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, something like that. No, I don't know. I thought
1: you were just saying like a flat, like you just pay like a hundred, hundred bucks or
2: something. Or, or that too. I mean I, I I think that the first is better just because it's not like you're paying just the winner, like maybe you're paying you, you know, you're paying for something for everybody. Yeah, yeah,
1: I like that. <clears throat> Good point. <laughs> Although, with the bottles that we were buying in Vegas this past year,
2: yeah, that's what I was saying. It might those not be feasible.
1: Points could go for pretty, pretty penny. <laughs> those things were absurd. Um, yeah.
0: We'll have yeah. to think of something maybe not so pricey, at least for <clears throat> the next few years.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would start to get sacked on and pay like 600 bucks for a table.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, great suggestions.
2: Uh, plus, plus, if that trip's going to be open to B-leaguers, then you don't want them to take precedence that's from, a great point. from our – It's a
3: great another, point. Another great point. Get those filthy lips off our bottle.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's uh, let's dive into your guys' playoff matchup this week. Um, you guys are playing in the four-five seed game. Uh, you played once during the regular season. I think it was week four, week five that Carrie won. Um, and Carrie comes in. It. What? <laughs> Go on. Okay. And uh, so yeah, um, let's let's talk about your matchup um, as of right now. Um, I think it is Knopf is projected to win by four. So, um, Kerry, let's let's start with you. What is your uh, outlook on this this matchup this week?
2: Uh, it's just gonna it's just gonna come down to uh, the horses, you know, holding up their end. But the other piece of this too is I have some good matchups this week with some of the people that can't perform or haven't been able to f- perform. Um, I know you called it Keenan Allen making a resurgence and he really has the last few weeks. So if he can keep that up and then uh, Coleman pulling the stick out of his ass, that would be, uh, that would be big. Cause um, so I'm going to need more production than other, other than uh, just Thielen and Gurley, And then obviously uh, need a big week out of Watson. But I, I think that just really not laying the egg at the flex or the tight end position like I have in the last few weeks would be, would be big for me.
0: All right, what do you think?
3: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting week for my team. Uh, Don't think Melvin Gordon, we're not sure yet, but might be starting his backup, his other backup, Justin Jackson, in his place if he's not able to return. Um, Other than that, kind of my wideouts have just had a pretty tough end of the year between Alshon and, um, you know, and Cortland Sutton. They've been pretty underwhelming, so – You know, that's actually probably the weakest part of my team. So this is kind of the the week where uh, I'm just going to kind of have to to get one of those, like I said, ugly wins where uh, it's right in my wheelhouse. So, you know, I don't think it's going to be flashy, but, you know, I think that's that's, you know, more to my advantage than than white collar Terry over there.
0: So uh, just looking at this matchup, it looks like Noth as of right now, you guys are going to be all done uh, before you have no Sunday or Monday night players. Where Kerry will have three, so it'll be a very interesting Monday night um, <laughs> with two Vikings players being Carrie's last two players trying to <clears throat> put him over the top. That
2: that will be a, that will be an interesting night. Um, I guess building off of that, really, really the big thing here is. Uh... If if is carry on Johnson playing next weekend?
0: Uh, it's I don't know if they know yet.
2: So that that'll be a that'll be a big piece for me as well. Um, you know, figuring that flex whether it's one or or Barber or some other below average option.
1: Carrie, <laughs> I see that you have uh, Mr. Bunches of Funches on your bench. You ever think about playing him in the flex? <laughs> Let him win that first playoff game for you. <laughs>
2: Um, the day I listen to anything about you, about starting sitting players.
1: Terry, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might need a little bit of help. You haven't made it to the playoffs in four years.
2: Another incorrect statement from Sacco, but yeah, so that's really my analysis on, on this week. And then, like I said, just, it's going to be a tough battle this week. I, you know, have to grind it out it's gonna it's gonna be one of those nail biters coming down to the vikes i, I have a feeling you know Thielen, blue collar guy might give off a, a piece of his own medicine and then uh yeah, like i said just really looking forward to that opportunity that awaits next you round.
3: know i i so carrie i i think your team's is kind of uh it's kind of fucked this week but i think we can both agree that um like we talked about earlier this is basically the you know, it's it is the championship for for our side of the bracket. It's kind of like when two Western Conference teams are playing. Jesus, and you guys uh, quit sucking each in other. the Western Dicks? Conference Finals, and you know that you know they just have you know a lowly Eastern Conference team coming up. It's like us right now with uh, with the team that's awaiting us next round. So
2: this is um, this is Rockets Warriors.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I'll see <laughs> whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket in the championship. These two teams stack.
0: Okay, quick uh quick prediction. Off.
3: Prediction. Um I get a I'm a Gruden and grinder this week. Um I predict a one hundred five to a ninety-seven win. Um and then carrying to next week, I think that one I'm gonna get a little flashy. I'm gonna score about one twenty-five. Phil's going to lay an egg because the only good player on his team is his quarterback. Um you know, once that happens, I think Phil will be held under eighty points. My defense will have a great week, so I predict the forty-point win next week and a eight-point win this week.
2: Kerry, <laughs> um, one ten point one to one hundred nine point six. Me, all right, short this week. Close, like I said, close one. And then uh, my other, my other uh, bullet prediction for this week is. Uh, Sacco's going to be lucky he had a bike. I think he's going to go somewhere between 63 and 66 this week.
0: <laughs> all right. No retaliation from Phil. Good talk.
1: Well, I, I'll just let my team do the talking. <laughs> all right. There's nothing to be said here. These two jerked each other off before the podcast, and then the, they just want to come, and come, come at the king. That's all right. Come at him. When my ass is still standing in the playoffs, I'll just drag my nuts across both of your guys' faces. It's not gonna be difficult for me. <laughs> All
0: right, well, we'll hop into the questions, and I'll, I'm actually gonna go a little a little out of order from what I had originally planned. But uh, so, as it's been stated many times on this um, podcast last week and today, Phil is um, extremely happy that he will be playing the winner. Of your first round matchup in the next round, um, and it sounds like from what you guys are saying, uh, you don't you don't expect Phil to have a very good playoff. So, uh, do you have anything additional you would like to uh, say to him,
3: Gary?
2: Um, I mean, enjoy, enjoy this last week. Um, not surprising that you're going down to Indianapolis next weekend to avoid the winner of this matchup. Uh, but you know, with with someone with your track record like last year, that's really not 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 that unexpected.
1: What and what's your track record, Gary?
2: Uh, Sacco. I uh, I have never never had that title and undefeated in the playoffs. <laughs> so that's a couple of good things I would I would say in my direction.
3: Okay, so for my last words to Phil. Fill... Um, I would just like to bring up the poll that uh, I asked today. We had a good turnout. We had 10 of the 12 votes. I'm assuming one of those was Phil. So we're still, we're still waiting for that last tiebreaker vote. Um, the standings right now with four votes, what was the worst move during Q3? Was Phil getting trade rate by Eric? <laughs> um, also tied for first with four votes was Phil preventing Eric from not becoming Sacco by making a terrible trade um those are the top two points um the other ones were with one vote were uh were phil getting fleeced um and then no votes was phil usurping jordy for the worst trade of the year so congrats jordy you are the big winner out of tonight Dude, when are you guys gonna stop
1: jer- jerking each other off Terry gave up a bunch of guys for literally Le'Veon Bell, who never
3: played
2: Matt, are you sitting next to a broken record? I've heard the same thing about eight or nine times. He gave
3: up what, like Mark Ingram, who's like running back thirty.
2: Not over since
1: he's been unsuspended.
3: He's, I mean, if you if you want me to pulp his weekly points, I can do that right now. He's a boomer, but don't boss. forget uh, he's Corey Clement. Multiple twenty point weeks. <laughs> Right, well, anyway. I mean, we, we were just answering the question, Phil. That was a question that he asked us. Jeez. Okay, in, in uh, Mark Ingram's last. We've already been through in this Mark Ingram's time, last seven weeks, he scored more than 10 points twice. He scored less than eight points four times. RB1. I don't think anyone's calling him an RB1. You just did. I said he was top 20 over the past couple of weeks. Reverse the podcast. will listen to that back in the morning. <laughs> All right, you can
2: go ahead. He was also called RB1 in the group today, too.
1: <laughs> top, I'd say he's probably top 15 or 16 since he's been traded. But uh, Le'Veon Bell, I can assure you, has not been uh, – he has not scored a single point.
2: Yeah, he's not very good. <laughs>
1: Uh, so, all right, shifting away from you guys, or I guess from me, Naf, so you have the platform now. Give us your case for why the, uh, AFL championship should be recognized in the modern day league.
3: It's a good question, Phil. Um, I think, you know, when looking at this, I look at it as more of, you know, what truly was the A-League, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you could make the, the case that, that the olden days back in in 2013, 2014, that, that, that competition was every, you know, every piece as good as this competition is today. And, um, you know, I, I think that as the only person uh, who has won both the uh, fantasy football league and the March madness league in one year, um, I think that I have a little bit of of stake and I, I think I've earned some respect so put some respect on my name and start recognizing that AFL championship as a Super Bowl win.
1: Wait, but how could the AFL championship also be a Super Bowl win? Well, I'm saying
3: you have to stop calling it the AFL championship and start. What, what is it then? What is I, it? I told you. I think that's my case. It shouldn't be referred to as that.
1: What? If your name's on the trophy, I think Rishi and Bruns will both agree that
3: it stops just short. It doesn't keep me up at night. Let's, I'll just say that. Fair enough.
0: <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a little uh, insight into your guys' uh, day-to-day lives at the old apartment.
1: Uh, and the current apartment. Not even the old one. Well, I, okay.
0: Correct. All right. All um, right. Both of you guys had Twitter accounts that were, have recently, or from early high school and college that have um, been deleted. What are you ashamed of? And what are you hiding? (laughs) For the record, (laughs) I never had a Twitter account. (laughs) Matinoff25, I used to follow you. On
1: Twitter? Yeah. Wait, I thought you started a Twitter account like last year.
2: I did. (laughs) <laughs> you're
3: looking at it right now oh this is my new twitter account I haven't deleted this one
1: Oh, uh, right
0: they deleted the old ones Phil
3: let's just say I did have an old one and I did tweet off of it I probably would have deleted it because I would have been embarrassed about having guys like Sacco and other people on my feed clouding up my timeline with a bunch of losers
1: I don't know I guess I'm a little bit different I kind of like
2: Twitter it's kind of fun to watch
0: look at it. that's just me Gary any anything from you on that one
2: um trying to think I'm pretty glad actually this is the first time I've been really glad that it's been deleted um <laughs> there's one where I tweeted at Richard Sherman and told him that Peyton Manning was going to kick his ass in the Super Bowl so Uh, that one didn't work out too well. That was probably one of my last tweets before I deleted it. Uh, really, really the biggest, the biggest thing that I'm ashamed of is not being a big enough IU football fan before I deleted it and then started a new one. (laughs) (laughs) But I have quickly redeemed myself.
0: Uh, well, speaking, this is completely off topic, but speaking of IU football, uh, for my birthday, Libby got me a, iu nate Sudfeld jersey so pretty pumped about that one Damn. (laughs) how's it look uh if you don't look at the adidas symbol or the iu
3: symbol not that bad but uh
2: nice
0: it doesn't have north carolina on it so
3: that's a step up will does she know that that jersey is gonna be so many chicks hanging all over you
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah bad move by her
2: um Yeah, actually, she told me when she ordered it, she sent me a screenshot that uh, her card was uh, declined because of fraudulent activity from her bank.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Really? I didn't.
2: Yes.
1: All
0: right, Phil. Do you have any more questions? Yeah.
1: So I got one last one, Carrie. Yes. So, what do you think are the chances that every time you ask, Nay? for advice on fantasy football that he just texts me and then I tell him what to tell you.
2: Uh, what are the chances? Or what is the percentage?
1: What are the chances?
2: I think he does it from time to time, yes. <laughs>
1: he does it all the time.
2: Not very loyal.
1: Well, you got to understand who's, who are boys first, Kerry. Come on. I
2: mean, he's a 10-man league guy. I should know better.
1: That's a good point. That, that, that's a whole different discussion. Yep. It's unfortunate for you this year, Kerry. But you've had a good year. You've, you've overcome adversity.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not not Sacco, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, and thank God I'm not either. I'm, I'm the regular
3: season champ, Kerry, How does that feel? Actually, about that. Um, before this week when Carrie and I at the time were still speaking together, um, (laughs) we did have a, have a solution for Phil, um, you know, the Sacco question where, you know, if Bert was, if Bert was technically the Sacco, then who should Sacco go to? And I think, you know, we can take a vote tomorrow, but I think the most fair thing is we just revert back to, the last year's SACO. But right? how could I be a regular season champion and the SACO? Because that doesn't work, does it? Does I don't. It?
2: I don't know of. The, I don't know of the title regular season champion. I've never heard that.
1: I've never it's heard hard it. to have ten who wins when no one is, else does. Wait, where's the trophy for regular season champion? I'll be champion soon enough. <laughs> where's it'll the come. trophy for regular? season? Or it'll champion? come out from the other side of the bracket. It's not coming from one of you two. Sam,
3: Kamish, what do you think about that?
0: Uh, I'm not aware of a regular season champion trophy.
3: But regarding Sacco, do you think that's a semi-plausible that it may, may go back to uh, whoever was Sacco last year? I can't remember who that was. <clears throat>
0: um, yeah, the, the name is currently escaping me of who that was, but I think that is a very good idea and uh, an option that will be thrown in the, uh, the poll question tomorrow.
3: Stated, duly noted. Uh, I think Carrie and I would also like to bring in um, just one thing we think would be fun for the league, and this is like serious and kidding, but kind of like a little rivalry week. Um, Carrie, do you want to speak at all about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously going to be a few natural rivals. We have. Uh... And I think that maybe that's the way we set it up, where they play each other last week of the year, so that way you get maybe two matchups with your rival, including rivalry week being uh, you know the last week of the regular season. Wait, kind of heighten things.
1: Can I suggest one real quick? Yes. Can we have one week designated for Kerry and Braybender's team to to play a cross league rivalry? Just just one time out of the week, like maybe it could even be like a double up, and like we put some money on behind it. I think if we're really going to do a rivalry week, we should do a big and have Carry and Briggs.
0: Yeah, we'll put Jordy on rewriting ESPN's code so we can do that. <laughs>
1: no, we can just keep score ourselves. It's not that <laughs> difficult.
2: I think if Jordy can figure out the coding, I, I'm all for it. All Is good. Ben in the B League? I I'm pretty sure he didn't have a team.
0: Well, they do have an open spot now, so. Maybe no, open
2: commissioner spot. League.
3: Yeah. We just think there's some good natural rivalries that are going on. Like, obviously, Phil bringing Kerry's up, name up unprompted today in the group me shows that Phil thinks of Kerry as a rival. Um, Why well, couldn't take Kerry. And boy. Sam, I'd I'm like, not rivals like with to. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to make you my rival because um, I cucked you with Spencer Ware and I'm about to cuck you in the championship. Um, ultimate think, blue
2: color versus white color
3: yep and i think that the sander and eric rivalry could be good as like kind of like the sheepdog bull of austin <laughs> um those are a few a few initial thoughts and i i think you know the the rivalry we could be could be a, a healthy addition to our league
2: i uh yep i know that i know on that uh terrible interview with haller a few weeks ago we talked about you know, ways to bring up the shit talking. That was his suggestion, but he really gave no concrete examples of how to bring that up. So, <laughs> you know, we you know, we hit, hit pen to paper and you know really thought of rivalry week as a way to like amp this up a little bit.
0: I uh I'm a big fan of the rivalry week idea.
1: Um Kirk, can you can you edit the schedules?
0: Yeah, so I was I was actually just about to bring this up. When I was looking through I was looking through the schedules last week and I can actually edit them during the season. So I think It'd be a good idea to have Rivalry Week be like to play twice a year and have it be the second to last week and the last week of the year we could flex in some matchups to have like a true oh. Sacco Bowl or true,
1: <laughs> Wait, true oh. playoff that would like, be the head matchup. I agree with life. that, but i yeah. think we have to like, talk about how it's yeah. like. I, I saw this like a week or two ago. Oh, just to put Sacco Bowls. Yeah because like I, you know the guys getting cuz there's like probably 8 or 9 guys that were like trying to get in the playoffs of the last week. And like like would you put would you have put like like the top two guys and 3 and 4? I or,
3: think you know, one, like how does that work? I think one I agree with what Phil's saying uh, but also the last week is all like rematch games anyways. And so like right. If you're playing like let's say you're trying to make the playoffs and you're 6 and 6 and you're like looking forward to playing a shitty team like Haller like if that is going to be the second time you played in that year compared to like the guy you're competing with probably didn't play Howard twice. That's where I think like maybe it makes it a little bit easier to, to mix and match like those flex games. You yeah. And if,
1: like, you, I think if you edit two weeks in a row, it would be like, you have to really start thinking about schedules. I think at that point, right. Cause that'd be weeks 12 and 13. Right. And, like, there's just, like, a lot of playoff implications. But, like, the the second week before, like, the second to last week, I think that would be awesome.
0: Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You make the second to last week the second round of the rivalry. Yeah, no, I
3: love that. I love that. start off week one and then week 12.
0: Week one, week 12, and then two through 11 or whatever. ESPN randomizes it as. And then the last week can be flexed in. The Sacco Bowl, and then like whoever's vying for that sixth position in the playoffs or something. Okay. Uh, We'd have to, it it takes a lot more conversation, but.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh... Yeah. (laughs) I think that's a good idea. I agree, but I, yeah, I think we we can all agree on
3: some type of rivalry. To be discussed.
0: Yeah, to be discussed at the the winter meetings. Okay. Um, Either you guys have any any last uh, words for this interview?
2: I have a few, few extra questions. Yep. Go for it. Um, do you know Andy Reed's playoff record in Kansas city? Um, I do not. I'm going to guess it's similar to
0: my fancy football playoff record, which I believe. What if I told you that
2: you, if you, I, what if I told you that if you lost this week to Rishi, you guys would have identical playoff records going into, uh, going into the following week at one and four.
0: You know what? Um, Andy Reid's an offensive, uh, he's an innovator. So um, at, at some point he'll figure it out. And at some point I'll figure it out, but I'll, I'll take the innovator, innovator comparison right now.
2: So I, I think that you can think of that. You can think of that comment as almost a compliment considering uh, your nickname isn't Marvin Jones, who is zero seven. In the this models. is
3: this is true. That was Marvin, Marvin Lewis. Carrie.
2: Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. Got a little excited on that one. <laughs> um, I have one other question for you, Sam. Yep. How would you rate yourself as a commissioner uh, on a grading scale?
0: Uh, grading scale like A, B, C.
2: Correct. You can do plus and minuses too if you want.
0: Okay. Um, I think I'd probably give myself somewhere in the B to B plus range. Um, okay. Definitely things I could do better. Um, got us messed up which fab I selected hand up. That's on me. Um, next year it'll be once they um, get through waivers, it's it's to free agency, not continuous bidding. Um. And then there's some other things that aren't aren't coming to mind right now, but uh, I feel like I put in a lot of, a lot more time than I probably should into being a commissioner. So for that, I'll get that gets me to a plateau of a B minus. Some brownie but, points. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, w- would you say that's a okay. fair assessment?
2: Uh, I think we're in the same ballpark. All right. Um, I guess one question off of that was, uh, what was your thought process of? Letting Bert back into the league this year.
0: Yeah, so um, I didn't really know how to kick him out at that point, and it just kind of happened. I actually wasn't sure if him or Skibicki would be running the team coming into the year, so I just kind of stayed away from it. Um, so you're sure telling me that you point. had
2: a lack of communication from, from Bert the top. and Joey.
0: Yes, that that would be no a- way correct.
2: Okay. Yeah, those were those were my uh, commissioner questions. Okay, cool.
0: Nafi, got anything?
3: No, I'd like to say uh, best of luck to uh, all my fellow fantasy football compadres this weekend, and uh, <clears throat> Gronk, if you're horny, we'll uh, we'll see you guys uh, in the playoffs. But not for the six of ha- you losers who never made it. So.
2: <laughs> I have uh, one more request, actually. Can we get a uh, – since Jordy did so well with the Super Bowl prediction last year, can we get one of those in the, in the message board before the end of the year? Last year, again, we had Chiefs Cowboys <laughs> with Cowboys taking the cake.
1: Maybe, maybe Jordy was just a year early. The Cowboys are back, baby.
2: Speaking of a year early, what can I say? Of course I had a good draft. I drafted for a lot of upside. Being as far back as I was in the first round, the blue-chip first-rounders were all gone but I made up for it by drafting depth and having the best keeper in the draft. Injuries can turn on any roster uh, upside down in a, in a week, but being a veteran on the waiver wire, I can navigate the injury waters with the best of them. We will see if the receiving trio of DeFonte Adams, Amari Cooper, now Cowboy, and Terrell Pryor Sr. Told you, I just a year early. Can produce enough to make up for the lack of top tier receiver. My guess, I'll be sitting pretty at the end of the regular season. <laughs> Two and 11, Sacco. (laughs) It's a bad (laughs) year.
3: Thanks for for inviting us on, Samuel and Phil. Appreciate it. It was a very hostile
0: interview. Yeah, thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Thanks. guys. Have have a, have a good week.